Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome to the 2022 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix recap episode, the final race of the 2022 Formula One World Championship. Um, yeah, pretty boring race as per normal with Abu Dhabi. Um, I mean, no one that's watched for more than um, once at Abu Dhabi. Maybe if 2021 was your first Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, you thought maybe it was exciting um, due to the controversy. But um, it went back to its normal form this past weekend. So uh, we're going to talk about it. And um, yeah, so the weekend warm-up, the Grand Prix recap, some storylines from before the race or from the race itself. Um, Go over the race results, championship results, and... Um, go over some of uh, my predictions for the race and maybe some possible rule changes uh, to future seasons of Formula One. So we're going to hop right into it with the weekend warm-up portion of the podcast. Um, first thing we saw from the drivers this weekend was Sebastian Vettel's retirement party. Uh, Seb invited different members of the paddock for a track run during the last weekend of his career. Um, Seb wore a shirt saying Danka F1, while the other participants, ranging from drivers, media members, and family members of the drivers, um, were wearing shirts saying Danka Seb, with the image of Seb bowing to his car after winning the Indian Grand Prix with Red Bull earlier on in his career. Um, FP1 drivers, we had some new and some old faces on the grid. Um, I'm just going to go over who it was and um, how they ended up in this in FP1. So Liam Lawson filled in for Max Verstappen. Felipe Drogovic took over Lance Stroll's Aston Martin. Robert Schwartzman took over Charles Leclerc's Ferrari. Robert Kubica took over for Joe Guan Yu in the Alfa Romeo. Logan Sargent to get his super license points took over for Nicholas Latifi. Uh, Jack Dewan, the Alpine Jr., took over for Fernando Alonso. Pietro Fittipaldi took over for Mick Schumacher, and Pato Award, the IndyCar superstar from Mexico, took over for Orlando Norris. All of these filling in during FP1, some to satisfy the rookie driver rule and others for their reserve driver contract um, fulfillments. Uh, Liam Lawson finished P5 in this session, Robert Schwartzman P7, Robert Kubica P14, Logan Sargent behind him P15. Uh, Fittipaldi, P17, Award, P18, Jack Dewan, P19, and Felipe Drogovic, P20, uh, was the order for those who were wondering. Uh, McLaren had an issue with their pit box throughout the weekend. During Friday practice, Daniel Ricciardo mentioned that the team's box was slippery, uh, sliding in on one of his return laps to the garage. The team said they had reported it to the FIA, but after further review, the concrete in the McLaren box was laid as a prior repair job, meaning the texture was likely the same throughout the foundation. It's the qualifying results to set up for the Grand Prix. Red Bull locked out row one, Ferrari locking out row two, and Mercedes on row three locking it out. Um, the top six on the grid were locked out in uh, the Grand Prix, the same order as the constructor's standings, interestingly enough. Norris and Ocon would line up P7 and P8, respectively, symbolic of their battle for P4 and the constructor's title. Alfa Romeo looked good in the Friday practice sessions, even having some pundits thinking that they could be dark horses for points in the race, but fell short of expectations in qualifying with Joe in P15 and Bottas in P18. 
Uh, Daniel Ricciardo would qualify P10, but his three-place grid drop from the Sao Paulo Grand Prix with his incident with Kevin Magnussen would force him to start down in P13. Now we can get on to the actual race with the Grand Prix recap. George Russell lost P6 off the line to Lando Norris, while his teammate Lewis Hamilton made up a place on Carlos Sainz ahead. Sainz would go for an overtake at turn 6, which would result in Hamilton hopping over the sausage curb on the inside of turn 7. Signs is upset on the radio that Hamilton hasn't given the place back, but race control starts investigating signs for forcing another driver off the racetrack, which ended with no further investigation. Later on, though, race control says it's investigating Hamilton for leaving the track and gaining an advantage. Hamilton is, quote-unquote, asked to give the position back to signs, which he does at the end of lap four. Bono says that the team were asked to give the place back, but commentary notes that the FIA said prior to the season that they would they would not be telling drivers to give places back. They'd only penalize them if they failed to give a spot back that was unrightfully earned. Um, just weird scenario. But um, Hamilton re-overtook signs on lap five to move back into the top four with Russell going on, um, gaining on the Ferrari as well. Apologies, I can't read. Um, after the opening two laps, it's Verstappen from Perez, Leclerc, Hamilton, Sainz, Norris, Russell, Alcon, Vettel, and Alonso in the points-paying positions. As Russell is catching up to Sainz, I am sorry I typed Norris in front of Russell. Russell is supposed to be behind Sainz. Norris is supposed to be behind Russell. Whoops. As Russell is catching up to Sainz, he's telling the team that Hamilton needs to pick up the pace because he's allowing Sainz to hang around between them when the Silver Arrows have better pace. Sainz goes around the outside of Hamilton at turn 9 on lap 8. Uh, Vettel makes the same move on Alcon for P8 behind, but he can't make the move stick as well as the Ferrari did, allowing Alcon back by. George Russell excuse me, then overtook Lewis Hamilton on lap 9 at turn 9 in the same fashion as Carlos Sainz the lap before. Uh, Hamilton came on the radio saying that he's been losing power with the Sky Sports analyst Karun Chandok saying that the team has been trying multiple engine modes to fix the problem, but there is no solution so far. Um, I'm thinking maybe the lap one bouncing had some problems from the sausage curbs, bouncing the car up and down, doing a wheelie. Um, it was similar to the massive bounce that Hamilton had over the Alpine of Fernando Alonso at the Belgian Grand Prix, which forced the lap one retirement of the Mercedes. Hamilton was losing roughly two seconds per lap to the cars ahead with his issues. In lap 12, we get the Ferrari radio message with the engineer saying, the pace is good and the dig is much lower than expected, to which Carlos Sainz says, I don't agree. Commentary says, it would seem that Sainz is rather unhappy with either the pace or his tires or actually dying off and the telemetry doesn't show it on the pit wall. Uh, Hamilton on the next lap says, something's up with the car, mate, something is up with the car. Again, pointed out that Hamilton is losing tenths of a second to the cars ahead every single lap. Lance Stroll is the first car to pit in the race on lap 14, right at the opening of the two-stop strategy window, going on to the hard compound tires. Esteban Ocon dives into the pits on the next lap, going onto the hard compound tires with some midfield cars joining him in Sonoda, Schumacher, and Gasly all going on to the same set of tires. Russell on lap 15 tells the team, fronts are gone, consider plan B. It sounds like the Mercedes were planning on a one-stop, but Russell is suffering much higher dig than expected. Hamilton behind is saying that his tires are coming back, and his dig isn't as bad as George's. Sergio Perez jumps into the pits on lap 16 to cover off any Ferrari undercut. Russell and Norris come in behind him, with Zhou Guanyu further down the grid as well. 
Russell had a slow stop of 5.4 seconds, which leads to a very unsafe release in front of Lando Norris, forcing the McLaren to lock up both front tires to avoid contact. George Russell is later given a 5-second time penalty for the unsafe release, which comes to him on lap 21. Sergio Perez comes out and overtakes Sebastian Vettel, but outbreaks himself at turn 6, allowing Seb to use DRS down the next straight to re-overtake the Red Bull and slows down his strategy. Carlos Sainz come in on, comes in on lap 18 for a pit stop to a set of hard compound tires, the same as everyone else has done around with their first few stops. Uh, Lewis Hamilton pits on lap 19, with the team noticing that may, he may possibly have damage to the floor, with telemetry saying it could be broken. Uh, he goes on to the hard compound tires and continues with his race over six seconds behind his teammate. Verstappen comes on the radio on lap 20 and says, front right is beep. I'm not going to say that word because I'm not about to get um, struck down. But Alonso and Ricardo both come out or come into the pits on lap 20. My bad. Both go onto the hard compound tires as well. Verstappen coming in on the next lap, a slightly slow stop at 3.4 seconds, but still comes out in the effective lead of the race ahead of his teammate, although it's not by much. They're coming around, he's coming around turn three, I guess that is, the long right-hander where you come out of the pits at the same time that Verstappen is coming out of the pit lane himself. Charles Leclerc is the last of the frontrunners to pit on lap 22. Everyone besides Sebastian Vettel, Valtteri Bottas, and Kevin Magnussen has pitted for hard tires now, with Seb staying out much longer on his original mediums. George Russell is told on lap 24 of his five-second time penalty, which he replies, If we've got a penalty, we need to go long. Commentary thinks that means he's pitting again late for softs to make up some time, but I personally at this moment was thinking he'd rather try not to stop again and save the 20-odd seconds of a pit stop. Vettel on lap 25 um, with the radio. Seb says, it's the worst. We're getting eaten up by everyone. Who's next to pass us? I'm a sitting duck. And the engineer says, yes, Seb, we see that. These are two stoppers. Which obviously now we know Seb is going for a single stop strategy, which he comes in on lap 26 to fulfill, going on to the hard compound tires. Fernando Alonso retires from the race on lap 28 due to some sort of mechanical fa failure, simply told... Uh, by the team that the car needs to be retired. Sebastian Vettel overtakes Pierre Gasly at turn 6 on the same lap, shown to us just after Alonso's car is pushed into the garage. Charles Leclerc is cutting into the gap to Sergio Perez by a few tenths per lap. Uh, Sergio says he's going to be held up by Max ahead, but Max has a gap uh, between 1.7 and 3.2 seconds since coming out of the pit lane. That's just strange that Sergio is getting held up when the gap is... Staying the same, that's just crazy. But um, Science comes on the radio on lap 30 and says he believes Red Bull are driving for a one-stop strategy. Leclerc has a has sorry, I cannot read. Leclerc has one lap and six laps fresher tires on the same compound as Verstappen. The one lap fresher tires on that Red Bull and six laps fresher than Perez. Science behind Leclerc is saying that he's starting to struggle with his tires a bit. Verstappen is pulling away from Perez, and Leclerc is closing down the gap behind, now down to about 1.3 seconds. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe here, Checo or Max isn't the problem with Charles catching Checo. Maybe it's not Max's fault here. Uh, Leclerc is told to box opposite the Red Bull, which forces Perez into the pit lane on lap 34 and frees Leclerc to push the pace up on his in-lap, which he never ends up actually coming into the pit lane. Red Bull tell Verstappen to have increased tire management after Checo pits, and he asks, what do you want me to do? They will start catching, to which his race engineer Jean-Pierre Lambiasso, Lambiasso, Lambiasso says, 
back, you're four tenths faster in the second sector alone. The Red Bull is again significantly faster in a straight line than anyone else with Sector 2 being made up of a chicane and two long straights. Ferrari go on the radio to Leclerc on lap 36 and ask, question, can you keep up this pace with plan C? Which Leclerc replies, yes, I think, which we find out later is Leclerc not pitting again and doing a one-stop and keeping ahead of Sergio Perez. Um, George Russell tells the team on lap 37 that they can box Hamilton first if they want. George has constantly been on the radio lobbying for the team to run him long since, well, the first time I mentioned it after he received his five-second time penalty. Red Bull informs Sergio Perez that Charles Leclerc is 18 seconds ahead and intends to go to the end of the race, and he is freed to push. So Red Bull have given Chaco the task of passing the four cars that are in between him and Charles while making up the 18-second gap in the final 20 laps of the Grand Prix. Mick Schumacher and Nicholas Latifi crash at the Turn 5 hairpin on lap 39 with both cars getting back going without needing more than a local yellow flag. Excuse me, Mick Schumacher is given a 5 second time penalty for causing a collision and I did not agree with this one at all. Um, Mick did not do anything besides drive his normal pace and Latifi is just that slow. Uh, <laughs> if you go back and watch this, Mick does not drive that corner any differently than he has the entire race and Latifi is going so much slower that Mick tries twice to get out of the way of hitting the Williams and still ends up making contact because he can't make sense of how slow Latifi is actually going. I didn't agree with that one at all, and I thought going into the wall was enough of a penalty to by itself. Didn't need anything else. George Russell and Carlos Sainz both pit on lap 40. Russell serves his five-second time penalty while Sainz comes out on the hards with Russell on the mediums. Hamilton immediately gets on the radio and tells the team, don't leave me out on a one-stop, mate. The tire dig for everyone seems to be worse besides what the Ferraris are doing, which is kind of the opposite of what the entire season has shown us. Sergio Perez asks on lap 43 if they're going to catch Leclerc, which is engineer replies, yes, we're catching. The pace is good. Pace is good. Perez is averaging a second per lap gain, but it's noted that, noted that his tires will start to die off as he's pushing much harder than Leclerc is up front. On lap 44, Leclerc says, I don't think I'll come back if we box now. His engineer says, we believe we will be overtaken at the end of the race. Perez goes on to overtake Lewis Hamilton at turn 6 on lap 45, but locks up and runs wide at turn 7, allowing Hamilton back by down the second straight towards the turn 9 hairpin, or sweeping corner, whatever you like to call it. This comes immediately after the race engineer was telling Checo that he could not afford to lose time battling Lewis Hamilton. The next lap at turn 9, Perez ducks down the inside to overtake the Mercedes and gives chase to Charlotte Claire in P2, some 9.5 seconds ahead with 12 laps remaining. On lap 48, Verstappen gets on the radio and says, Yeah, the tires are fine. Tell Checo to go full send. The tires will be fine. I'm wondering at this moment, is this sabotage by Verstappen or is this genuine advice? Because um, he's been conserving his tires at this point for 15 to 20 laps and has a much lighter fuel load than what he would have started while Perez will have to burn all of that spare energy and fuel he has to catch the Ferrari. So he'll have much more energy going through the tires and much higher speeds. You get my drift. Hamilton asks on lap 48 if it's too late for them to stop, with Bono telling them if they pit, he'd fall to P6 and be battling for P5, which is also known as his teammate George Russell. Charlotte Claire is putting personal bests in, uh, holding on to P2 to help keep Checo at bay behind him. 
Sebastian Vettel asked the team on lap 48 how they got the strategy so wrong, which just goes to show the power of an extra pit stop around this circuit as his teammate with multiple stops goes steaming past him to push Seb out of the points late on in the race. With 8 laps remaining, Sergio Perez is tra trailing Charlotte Claire by just under 7 seconds and only making up 6 tenths of a second on the next lap. The current pace of both drivers will leave Perez short of his pursuit. Lewis Hamilton is given the black and white flag on lap 53 for track limits, essentially saying, don't do that again, with no real penalty. Um, but then on lap 55, Hamilton tells the team that he's lost shifts, with the team saying he's got a hydraulic problem, a few gear shifts, <coughs> sorry, a few gear shifts uh, work, but the car is going to need to be retired with only three laps um, remaining in the season. The first mechanical fa failure for the Silver Arrows um, it happens here at the very, very end of the Grand Prix. Sergio Perez is 2.2 seconds behind Charles Leclerc with two laps to go. He ends up coming up just short, outbreaking himself at the turn five chicane to completely diminish his chances of overtaking Leclerc and ensures himself P3 in the race and the championship. So, race results. Uh, Max Verstappen wins the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and Charles Leclerc and Sergio Perez would fill out the podium. The rest of the point scorers... We had Carlos Sainz, George Russell, Lando Norris, Esteban Alcon, Lance Stroll, Daniel Ricciardo, and Sebastian Vettel. Retirements from the race were Lewis Hamilton, Nicholas Latifi with damage sustained in the uh, crash with Mick Schumacher, and Fernando Alonso. Uh, championship results, the main points of emphasis here. Charles Leclerc beats Sergio Perez to P2 in the Drivers' Championship by three points. Carlos Sainz gets past Lewis Hamilton with the result at Abu Dhabi to take P5 in the Drivers' Championship. Leon Norris finishes P7 best of the rest in the Drivers' Championship chase. Ferrari kept second in the Constructors' Championship. Mercedes falling 39 points short in the end, losing 20 points to the Scuderia at Abu Dhabi. Alpine held P4 in the end over McLaren by 14 points. In the end, after Fernando Alonso's retirement from the final race of the season, excuse me, Alfa Romeo held P6, Aston Martin 7th, Haas made big progress from 2021 and finished P8 in the Constructors, Alfa Tauri, the shock team in 9th, and Williams bring up the rear, 27 points off the back of Alfa Tauri. Now some storylines to go over either from the race or from before the race or stuff that happened the last race and see how it played out here. Red Bull drama. So, Sergio Perez comes up three points short of getting P2 in the Drivers' Championship. Three points would have been possible with a better finish in the Brazil Sprint Race and Race, although the one position lost because of Max Verstappen was not enough to make the difference in this battle. Nothing else came of this drama, as of uh, public knowledge, aside from Checo saying his Monaco qualifying crash was not intentional, and Christian Horner, the team principal, saying that his crash was, quote, disastrous for the team, whatever that's supposed to mean. Silly season is now complete. Nico Hulkenberg was officially announced as the Haas driver uh, replacing Mick Schumacher. Schumacher put out a statement saying he will be back and that he plans to use the disappointments from being let go to motivate a future comeback. Gunther Steiner said that Hulkenberg, quote, wouldn't stop calling about the seat once he knew that there was a chance that Mick wouldn't be back in it next season. So here's me personally again, wondering... I wonder if Mick will have some disdain for Hulkenberg from this, like a fellow countryman, uh, both of them being German, trying to force him out for personal gain like that. Would kind of rub me the wrong way if I was Mick, um, especially when Hulkenberg's had more than enough opportunities to prove himself and has failed to, and Mick has had essentially one season in Formula 1, 
after they wrote off last season and just had Mick Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin in the car just to have the cars out on track. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's just me wondering that. Daniel Ricciardo is set to return to Red Bull as the reserve driver next season. Helmut Marco first broke the news on Friday, with Christian Horner adding on Saturday that Ricardo will return as the in in the in the reserve driver role, quote, unless he decides not to. Wow, I wish I could talk. I'm so sorry you have to listen to this. Rumors are that Ricardo will join the team and should be there. Um, or should there be more fallout from Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez incidents, uh, Danny Rick would be thrown back into the car. Logan Sargent, the first American to come back to F1 since 2015 when Alexander Rossi was in Formula 1, uh, is confirmed for Williams. He secured the seat um, after needing to come out of Abu Dhabi top 6 in F2 points, succeeding and gaining the super license points necessary to drive in Formula 1. Now what for Mick Schumacher? Uh, the rumors are swirling that Mick will be taking the Mercedes reserve driver role once um, rumored to be ready for Daniel Ricciardo to take over. Schumacher in public has said that he wouldn't consider anything outside of Formula 1 or in the paddock as he considers it the place to be. Uh, Formula 1 launched the F1 Academy to develop and prepare female drivers for Formula 1. Formula 1's aim is to have a female-only series at seven events in 2023, uh, women from there would feed into Formula 3 and then climb the ranks as the, quote, normal drivers do, uh, giving women a clearly defined route to making it to Formula 1. 21 races will be split across the seven rounds with an additional 15 days of testing and is designed to work alongside the W Series, meaning more track time and exposure for female drivers. Um, so yeah, just a better chance for those uh, female drivers specifically to get more exposure to the top F1 teams to maybe get their way into uh, Formula 1. Now, I have a few um, topics here that I've read up about or talked to other people about that I didn't get typed into the actual notes, but still wanted to discuss. The first was that they are trying to change the DRS rules for next season, uh, removing one lap from the time that it would take to activate DRS. So like at the start of the race is when everyone has to complete two laps for DRS to be enabled. Um, they're trying to make it so it just be after the one, same thing after safety car, and so on and so forth. I think that's better, because just thinking out front, how many times has Max Verstappen after two laps got a three-point-some three second lead, and DRS doesn't matter because you're not going to catch back up to him, whereas now he has to have an absolutely faultless first lap to stay outside of DRS range if they were to enable it a lap sooner. The next thing that they were talking about changing was removing the tire blankets, but Max Verstappen and the Pirelli tire chief for Formula One have both come out saying they are like scared and nervous about the crashes that could happen if drivers just go straight out of the tracks with track without um, any sort of heat going into their tires beforehand. So F1 have decided to push back the talking dates until June or July of next season um, when they were supposed to take the tire blankets completely away in 2024. So it looks like there's going to have to be a different solution there. My personal take is with no heat in, like, say, the hardest hard compound of tires, the C1. That would be a little scary to drive out onto the track and have just cold. You know what I mean? So I think something needs to be uh, done. or Well, maybe not done. That makes it sound like you got to change something. But I think they should at least, like, reduce the temperature or change the amount of time you can have them in the blankets like you can only put them in x amount of laps before you plan on making a pit stop or take them off x amount of laps before you come in 
something along those lines. There has to be some kind of a middle. But, um, yeah, the last thing I wanted to touch on was the winner medallions that we have now. So the trophies that you get on the podium, uh, most of them end up going back to the teams, and the drivers don't end up getting to keep them. So um, F1 or whoever is in charge of this part of the the sport decided they're going to give the winner of the race a medallion, but only first place, not the rest of the guys on the podium and not even the winning constructor. Just the winning driver is going to get a medallion to say that they won a race since sometimes the teams keep the trophies. So whatever you want to make of that, I think it's kind of dumb. Um, that it's only the winner is going to get it because, you know, second and third don't matter. They're only just space holders on the podium. But um, anyways, we're going to go over my predictions for the race now. And like I said, three of them were championship predictions and two of them were actual race predictions. First up in championship, I said Mercedes would overtake Ferrari and the constructors. And I was incorrect here, which was a given once the lap one contact occurred and Hamilton lost such significant pace and ended up retiring. Ferrari were just too good in Abu Dhabi. I said Leclerc would beat Perez in the Drivers' Championship, and this is a winner-winner, baby. Although it was about as close and tense as you could have asked for it, with Perez giving chase to Leclerc in the late stages, similar to how the majority of the season had gone, where Leclerc got out to the early lead and Checo was hanging on on his tail just to keep pace. Excuse me. Alpine would finish P4 in the Constructors was my third and final championship prediction. McLaren said they needed a fourth and a sixth in the race to overtake Alpine, but they didn't get that. Uh, even with Alonso's retirement, was not enough for the McLaren team to win best of the rest crown. Nicholas Latifi to crash out of the Grand Prix. I want to say I'm right, but he kind of got crashed into. So maybe half a point on this one. He did crash, and it did cause him to retire with the rear wing damage. But I'm going to say half point at best because he himself did not crash out. My last pick was Danny, Daniel Ricardo and Sebastian Vettel both missed points in their final races, and both of these were incorrect with Ricardo and Seb filling out the top 10 and both scoring points and effectively their final races. Now I'll go over my podium prediction quick before I get out of here. I predicted Hamilton, Russell, Leclerc, and the actual was Verstappen, Leclerc, Perez. So that is all for this season. Um, sometime soon I plan on doing like a top five or ten favorite races of the season or maybe best drivers or something along the lines of a season review since I only started this in the middle of the season. So thank you for listening. I appreciate it all. I will talk to you soon about this same topic, my favorite thing. Um, but yeah, until then, talk to you later. Bye-bye.